Hello and welcome to this emergency episode of the Liverpool Way podcast. It's a podcast we hoped we'd never have to do, but Jurgen Klopp has announced today that he'll be leaving at the end of the season. We're all in shock. Uh, we're just going to try and make some sense of it now. So um, joining me for this, I've got Julian Richards, Paul Natton and Stu Montague, and we may have some other lads dipping in and out, uh, depending on if, they can, if they've got the time or not. Uh, so said in the intro, uh, it's the podcast that we never wanted to do, but here we are, we're having to do it. Paul, I know you're on your lunch break, uh, you're a bit pushed for time, so we'll just start with you, just say whatever you've got to say, mate. All right, sounds. It, it's just it's just a mad one, like me, I'm battered, absolutely battered. I don't normally check my phone while I'm working, I got a family text which made me glance at my phone before and then suddenly realised the group chat had gone nuts. Wasn't really able to read it, but caught a glimpse of the first one, which was Klopp's gone. And I felt like my head had fallen off. It was mad. I'm now on my lunch break, so I've obviously seen what Klopp put out. And I've seen little snippets of other bits and pieces. And I think just need to be mindful. I mean, Jules mentioned this just before we came on, and I think he's right. Need to be mindful of what Klopp said about the club's been through bigger things in the past before him and with, there needs to be some elements of perspective to what we say. But fucking hell, this is like as gutting as it could be. I can't believe how like weirdly emotional I felt watching it as well. Watching about a minute or so of him talking. Just felt absolutely fucking gutted, like gutted. Yeah. I was really feeling like he signed his new contract. He's got the bit between his teeth. He's got his Darwin project on the go. He's got all these new players. His Liverpool 2.0. 2.0. Uh, the club just feels like in the healthiest place it's been in since we were winning, since we won the title. And mm. I just, the fact, the fact as well that it was like it, they've known since November, and then they've, it's almost like they've got all the ducks lined up in that they've announced this, they've announced Schmacker's going at the end of the window. Didn't need to do that today, but have. Um, I don't know. I mean, your mind leaps to all kinds of things. I mean, I. I, it's, I don't really want to speculate, but I hope that he's actually okay and not ill or something, something horrendous like that. But either way, either way, like my head is absolutely battered. You start thinking about, I mean, the club is him now. It's him. He is the greatest manager in my time as a Red. Um, and, and I think, and I don't say that lightly. Fucking hell, Bob Paisley, six titles in nine seasons. Kenny, Winning the double as a player manager, taking us through Hillsborough. This fella, for me, is the greatest manager we've ever had. He's absolutely transformed us. He's the best manager in the world, no doubt. Way better than Guardiola. And I just feel like with the connection that with that he has with the club, the kind of man that he is, he's he just he's perfect. He's perfect for Liverpool. Has been. Would continue to be, in my opinion. But clearly, he won't have done this lightly. It's clearly a huge decision that he's made. The fact that his entire team is going mm. bizarre, like absolutely bizarre. I mean, I could see Pep, Pep Linders maybe what would want to go out on his own, and I could see that um, P, Peter K. Obviously, Pete K. is like his career is indelibly linked to Klopp, so he might see it as the end of an era. But Vitor Matas, why yeah. is he going? That just oh, it just yeah. seems like so so sudden and strange. The, uh, the, there's only two. I find it very hard to keep any perspective here. It's like, as I'm sure we're all feeling the same. There's only two things in my mind 
that are giving me a little bit of a pause from absolutely like losing it completely. The first one is that the club do seem to have what it's what I touched on before. They've known since November. They've obviously decided that they're going to announce today. Although I wonder if a journalist has got hold of it, and that's why it's all come out so quickly. They're trying to beat a journalist to the story. But the fact that they've announced it means that they, well, having known for a couple of months, means that they've had some time to plan and prepare. So that's one thing. And the other thing is, and I know this, I don't know, this, I don't think this is clutching at straws or overly romanticising it. Look at what Xabi Alonso is doing in Germany. And, you know, I know he's not nailed on to join us, but he's got, a, he's got an affiliation with the club. He's doing something absolutely sensational. And I know he's, he's only been managing 10 minutes, but that's the kind of... I think we're different to other clubs. We look for different things in our managers. And when we've had managers who have that connection, that's when we've absolutely flown to the highest of heights. That's, why we've, that's when we've been greater than anybody. When we've had managers who don't quite fit, it's never worked. And Shabby fits. Yeah. You know, I saw, I saw a link with um, De Zerbi. And six months ago, I said, yeah, De Zerbi, four or five years' time, great. Just leaves me cold. Jill said in the group chat, I saw it very briefly before it came on, doesn't feel like a Liverpool manager to him. I completely agree with what Jules has said there. Yeah. Shabby does, but but who knows? I mean, I feel like I'm just jumping ahead of myself all over the show. It's absolutely mental. It's mental. And I feel like there must be something big. If it's not Klopp himself, family issue, I don't know. It all just feels so counterintuitive to what we've seen and felt this season. I'm gutted, boys. I'm absolutely gutted. Paul, you know, you said you watched the video. Did you watch the the full twenty odd minute one, or did you just watch the no, one that was on Twitter? No, no, just just so, just the short one. The twenty odd minute one. I felt exactly the same as you did. And like my my thoughts were, oh, there's maybe a health issue. There's something. There's more to this. When you actually watch the twenty odd minute one, it doesn't feel like that at all. He, he addresses yeah. that and completely shoots it down. And he's like, look, oh, I know good, people might good. say that, but I'm fine. There's nothing to do with that. It's basically just. He's just been worn down by it all, you know, like doing like the same yeah. thing for so long, the, the stress, the pressure of it all. And and he said, like, he's, he said, I'm like, I rely on like high energy. You know, everything about like me is it's high energy. My team plays with high energy. They get that energy from me. And he's like, if I haven't got that, I'm not going to be the manager who I have been anyway. So, you know, it would be wrong to stay. And so everything he said, it did make sense. And I'm like, okay, I'm not going to speculate on other possible reasons for it. I'm just completely taking him at his word because when you watch oh. the, the longer video, you will, you'll probably, you'll feel the same. You'll go, yeah, you know I'm what? Glad you, I'm glad you've clarified that, Dave. I yeah. Mean, I think, no, I felt I the same I'll... as you on the initial, the one that they put on Twitter because it was like a two minute one or something, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I think I'll, I'll leave you boys to it in a minute because I've got to get back to work. The only, the only other thing I really want to say is we've got to, got to fucking win something this season. Yeah, we've got to win something this season, big. Let's go, give everything. We've got to give everything. Win everything this season, not something. We've everything. Show, we've got to show the world what Liverpool is this season. We've got to really, really, really show them that we're not just about emotion and passion. That we're about winning as well. That's what Liverpool's always synonymous with for me growing up. It was winning. And that's we've got to we've got to let him go out on a high. Yeah, we definitely. can't let those cheating pricks, those cheating pricks, snatch yet more away from him. Yeah, above all this else, the, the title. He needs a the title, title parade, uh, like you know, because we didn't that, get to celebrate. He the, needs that. That's yeah. the way for him to go out. That's definitely. the way to say farewell on a bus in front of a million people in Liverpool city centre. 
Hundred percent. Yeah. Fucking hell. Absolutely. I'll catch you later, boys. All right, Paul. Cheers, mate. Nice one. Take it easy. Yeah, just a, a, something that um, Paul touched on there. Like the, the the thing that was a little surprising to me was how quickly they've said about everybody else going as well. You know, the the staff, mm. and that does t- see. What you've got to look at is like this is all news to us. It's like it's come out and it's a massive shock, and we're all like, "What the fuck?" But it's not news to the club. They've known since November, and why is it being put out today? Possibly what Paul said. Maybe somebody there was a, had a sniff of the story and they've wanted to get ahead of it. I don't really think it's that. I think it was it was just because he did his FA Cup final press conference yesterday, and I thought that was weird. Like, mm. Why is he doing that on a Thursday? When he was doing that press conference yesterday, I thought... Yeah, I thought it was that, weird. That's, what's, mm. Why is he doing that on a Thursday? It's always a Friday, isn't it? So that mm. was weird. Well, now we know it's because he's doing another press conference this afternoon to talk about this. So I, I think it's it's planned. It's carefully orchestrated. They'll have set up interviews, all of this stuff. I mean, that interview that, that went out today, well, when was that, when was that done? It probably yeah. wasn't this morning. You know, it was probably done like... I don't know, yesterday, day before, something like that. The whole thing seems to, it seems like they've got a handle on it. They're in control of it. What information's getting out? When's it getting out? It's on their terms, which that kind of makes me think, okay, so with all the staff going as well, that leads you to think new manager coming in with his own staff rather than yeah. just continuation of what we've got. You know, you, you give you give Linders the keys and let him drive. That's obviously not happening. Um, so, yeah, I mean, there's there's so much to process, but that that was my first takeaway as well. Why is everybody going? What's what's going on? This is all like I think it's, I think they know what what they're doing next. I don't think it's going to be oh let's go and interview five or six different people and make a decision. I think they know what they're doing, and I also would not be the least bit surprised if Klopp's being like firmly involved in that process. Mm. Um, but you know that that's for down the road. I mean. For now, it's like, you know, my I, when I found out, I found out because Brownie rung me up because my phone was almost dead. So I plugged my phone in, so I didn't have my phone on me. It was on the other side of the room, so I'm not seeing what's getting said in, in the in the chats and that. I'm just like, casually just working on like the roundup for the site. Next thing, like my phone's ringing, so I go over Brownie. I'm thinking, well, what's going on here? Answer the phone, and he goes, "Emergency pod, we've got to do an emergency pod." <laughs> and you know what to do? Honestly, I thought, oh, "What the fuck's this? Is this something to do with the traitors?" And he wants, he wants us to do something. <laughs> I, I honestly thought it because, like, we're, we're always talking about the traitors. I thought it was something to do with that. And he's like, "Kloppo's going at the end of the season." I just went, "Fuck off!" I was, I was the kid in the in the Shankly video. <laughs> that, like, that, that was me. I was like, "No, he's not. Shut up." And he was like, he is. And I was like, where did you hear that? And he's like, it's been announced. Everyone's talking about it. And I'm like, no, behave yourself. And as I'm talking to him, I'm like, I'm looking in the group chat to see what's getting said. I'm like, oh, fuck. No, <laughs> there actually is. They're all talking about it. <laughs> Joyce's tweeted about it. James Pierce had put something. I'm like, oh, shit. It's, this is actually real. It's happening. Um, well, like, I don't feel that bad because it hasn't sunk in. You know, I'm still just kind of in like a bit of a spin with all what's gone on. So it, it's not hit me at all. And I, I'm not like, you know, devastated by this because it just does not hit me. I know it will be when, it, when I actually have time to sit and think about everything that we've had. And, you know, how do you... It, I think RL made a, a good point. RL said, it's you're not replacing the manager is one thing, but you can't replace the man. 
And I'm like, mm. that's it. You know, he's so yeah. much more than just, oh, he's a great manager. It's way more than that. It's like, you know, he's such a unique fella and absolutely perfect for us. Uh, I know it's like a cliche, but he gets us. You know, we, we could not have picked anybody better than him. And there's there's like, you can't replace that. You can replace, you can get a good manager who knows what he's doing tactically. He might even be a good man manager. There is not another Jurgen Klopp out there. And, you know, there's, there's never really been one before. The closest... The closest comparison really is like when you hear everyone talking about Shankly, mm. and it's like, yeah, this is like our modern day Shankly. Really, they're they're like the two that stand out above everyone else as like you know the the total package. And um, yeah, how do you replace that? I mean, Jules, what are your thoughts on it? Yeah, I feel a bit the same. I don't feel too bad at the moment, and yeah, I, I'm probably like you. It hasn't quite sunk in. I I, I sort of rationalise it by going, well, I'm a bit older than now, and I try not to let football affect me in the same way it used to when I was younger, but I, I do think it's just the reality of, of it hasn't sunk in. But ultimately, I, I I think this is an age thing where I think, well, look, if he thinks it's the best thing for him, yeah, he's given eight years. It is it it is obviously it's in most jobs in most roles. If you do it for a long time, it actually gets easier because the repetition, the knowledge that you've gained, makes the day to day stuff easier. But sports, football, it's not, like people always like to compare that. Like if you if this happened in a real job, but football isn't a real job. It's a completely different, weird environment. And so, yeah, he's been doing it for eight years, and yeah, you think, well, you know, it's it. You get used to the smaller part, but unfortunately, there's always moving parts in the form of other teams, other challenges. And I can fully imagine that the the. The, the relentlessness that it requires to win the league currently is very, very draining. When yeah. you haven't got unlimited resources, when you're sometimes having to turn water into wine, I reckon the day-to-day stuff, it it can be taxing. It, and, you know, let's not let, let's not ignore as well that, like, it's, it's very easy to sort of go into flowery Henry Winter... Um, kind of language or Arsenal TV sort of emotional hyperbole but Liverpool and you'll see this a lot in the coming days Liverpool is quite a unique football club when it comes to its relationship with its managers and you you get if you're a good manager if you're a good man um, as Al said if you're one of the two you're likely to get deified far more than you are at any other football club because that's just how it is at Liverpool the manager like from from Shankly onwards you know the the run of managers we had the 60s 70s 80s you know they they were they were great football men but for the most part they were great men too and so it's it's a it's a it's a position of prominence and it carries with it quite a weight and and you know he he came to the football club where it was all right it was in decent nick but he, you know after the rogers era we we weren't like it wasn't the hodgson era the the, the gillette and hicks you know no money thing but it, 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 to take a, a big institution and pick it up and make it what it is again, that requires a hell of a lot of lifting, heavy lifting. Uh, mm. And it, it, you know, that obviously must weigh heavily on a person. And then to get it back on the pedestal, to then keep it there in choppy waters as like, you know, you're being barracked by other, other things, by Manchester City, by, you know, 
losses in the European Cup that sting to Real Madrid and stuff like that. It is difficult to keep going and to keep finding the money, to keep developing young players, because that's your philosophy, that are good enough to play in the first team, to find players and bring them in, mm. and to also just be a, you know, like the kind of bloke that gives hugs out on the pitch and it's become like a thing, a thing of legend, like a clop hug and all that kind of stuff. It's tough and it's relentless. And if he feels like it's starting to grind him down and, you know, he spoke about, he just wanted, you know, <laughs> analogy incoming. It's a bit like Superman too, you know, we're like <laughs> Superman's like, I want to live as a mortal. So I'm going to like, you know, go into this, this chamber in the fortress of solitude and have my powers taken off me because I want to live as a normal man. But then he finds that he can't live as a normal man, yeah. partially because like Zod's tearing up Metropolis, but also because he is the, the, the identity of a Kryptonian of Superman and Clark Kent are one and the same. I said not to slip into hyperbole and now you're I'm comparing Superman. So there we go. Failed already. It's but... fair. No, it's fair. So City is odd in this. Yes, yeah. City is absolutely Zod, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Escape from the Phantom Zone. But it is like Klopp says, you know, he just wants to feed, you know, just live live normally. And ultimately, men like him, you can't live normally because how, you know, football is your life and it has been for so long. It's, can you think, I can't think of anyone who just walk away from the no, game and, you know, was, at the top of it. I was thinking that as well. You know, any sport, I can't think of anybody who walks away at the top when they've still got something left. There probably is. There probably are reasons. There are probably are people, and people will think, you know, will list it out loud when they're listening to this. But he'll probably have a year off, and this will be the thing that will probably sting for us. He'll probably have a year off, maybe two, and he'll go back into management somewhere. It won't be in Britain. He's right. He's a man of his word. When he says he won't do a Rafa Benitez, you know, heel turn and and go Short to Everton. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Do you know what? I forgot he was at Everton. <laughs> I was You're going to say Chelsea. <laughs> it was, yeah. Newcastle yeah, as well. Newcastle. No, I remember Newcastle, but they were, you know, they were in the Mike Ashley era. There, they were. They that was absolute. I thought that was a good move for him, but like, yeah, Chelsea. I forgot all about Everton. Um, I, there'll be none of that, and I, I would guess he might transition to like the German national team, where he won't be as full on. He'll still get his. He'll still get his football fix. He might. I don't think he'll pitch up at Bayern Munich. He might. Again, I don't really think that's the case. But I definitely think he'll have a few years off and then he'll feel renewed. Because he didn't really have it after Dortmund, did he? About like no. four or five months and then he took over at Liverpool. So he's probably looking for that. But I, I think he might find that he's he's Clark Kent having to go back to to the um, to the icy wastes, to the Fortress of Solitude, to beg for his powers back because he'll just be like yeah. bored. He'll want to do something. Hmm. But... You know, to, to focus on him as a, as a man, and uh, I'm sorry, Steve, I'll let you get in in a second because I'm monologuing here a bit. But um, it, it is just like I get it. If you, if you want, you've earned you've earned the chance to sort of step down in the way you want to step down. And I hope it doesn't go the way of like the the, the first Fergie announcement where he sort of st- said he was stepping down and the season fell apart. I, I'm hoping that everyone's a bit more professional. I'm reading on Twitter that players have been told today for the first time, which if that's true, that's going to, you know, the Norwich game will be interesting. Mm. Um, and it, it's easy to say, well, everyone should just rally around. But, like, people are selfish. Players are selfish. They'll be thinking about, well, what happens to me now? Who's coming in? What You know, that's just human nature. Whether you're a millionaire footballer or not, it's human nature to worry about yourself. So I assume the club know what they're doing, although FSG's sort of recent stewardship with, with the Red Sox leads me to think they don't know what they're doing. 
Um, I know they're separate. Uh, the, the clubs are separate entities, but you know the overall the the overall organization is not. Um, you know we can speculate about who comes in next. As Paul alluded to, I you know Deserby was mentioned. I don't think he's Liverpool manager because, unfortunately, as I've said, it, the, the the position carries an aura, and it more than it, most football clubs, you don't just get to come in and be a guy. As Brendan Rodgers found out, you, and Roy Hodgson, you don't get to come in and be just a guy. And if you do try to come in and be just a guy, you don't. It won't end well. It doesn't end well because that's not what the football club looks for, and that's what the fans look for. So the logical choice is is someone I'd already shouted out earlier in the year. I didn't think it'd be this close, yeah. but I think if he wants it, I think that that's the logical choice for me. It might be a case of it's it's Sunes Mark II picking a former great midfielder that's having a great season in another league. You never know, you know. But yeah, it it hasn't sunk in. It will sink in, but I can I can only I can only wish him the best. That's all I can do. Yeah, Stu, the floor's yours. <laughs> so when you were talking about how you feel now and how it hasn't sunk in my immediate feeling when hearing it was a bit that um, it just feels like that's, that certainty has gone now even even last year when it was iffy still had that certainty that, that everything was going to be fine that we were going to mm. get back into yeah. contention yeah. clops on top of it so just that that feeling that we've had for the last few years where we've had it so good of just pure certainty that we will keep performing at, at an incredible level that, you know, the bad days would be Champions League and a cup or something. You know what I mean? Like We've been at this level now. It's just really viscerally sort of brought it home of how good we've mm. had it under Klopp because you immediately feel a bit like... Um, you know, like in a cartoon when the trapdoor goes under someone and the legs are sort of like scampering. <laughs> Wiley Coyote. Like, yeah, yeah, it's a Wiley Coyote on the edge of the cliff thing. Yeah, where you're like, oh, like shit, the trapdoor's gone. There, there is nothing underneath me now. We, we could go back to being in the world of normal football fans who wonder how they're going to do each season rather than rather than what we've had. I think um, I, I think I've watched the, the video as well, Dave, and I think what what shines out of it is it just screams him again Klopp, his values is the yeah. everything he's built on his integrity isn't it yeah so rather than rather than keep coasting on this new team he's built he feels like he hasn't got that extra 10% to get the most out of them because he could he could just tick over at 90% and most probably still well. and they do fine and they'd probably still win things you know the the favorites for a league cup already this year were fav- probably favorites in the europa league as well um i mean if we get Leverkusen in the Europa, Europa League now, that could be that's one mm. proper moment in this season, isn't it? Um, yeah, and I just think it, it sort of shone through that he's he's thinking of others, he's thinking of the club, he's taking the responsible, difficult decision rather than taking the easy decision. Um, I do feel like hopefully the club are on top of it, like you're saying with the staff going as well. That screams to me that they've already had a conversation with who they want to come in and. Uh, obviously, without getting too far ahead of it, if it was someone like Alonso, or say even if I, I think you know, if there's mention of Deserbi, it it doesn't make sense for them to have Pep Linders knocking around the place. It, I think mm-hmm. it just it's not good for a new guy coming in. You you want your new story, don't you? Um, but the major thing, and we've we've been saying it for so long, is uh, people have seen people on Twitter sort of saying, oh, you know, 
other managers have done it, have kept going to the but to keep going to the well and not get the shiny things at the end of each season like that. There's literally no other football manager has ever had to do this. No other football. I'll argue, I'll die on the hill constantly that for four or five seasons, this this is the greatest football team that's played football in this country. They are. They just for me, they just are the the three ninety point finishes. At the same time as winning the Champions League, getting to two Champions League finals, it's just the highest level of performance for me in that short period, that four or five year period. It's incredible, and he didn't. And to not get the trophies out of that, you know, he's he's had two of the top four finishes in history, three of the top eight. Is it? It's just, and that's one team over three or four years. It's just. And he hasn't, they've had to keep going and keep going. The, you know, the season where we nearly win the quadruple, we're a couple of bounces of a ball away from it. And you get, you don't get what you want from it. And you've, you've got to pick yourself up in the summer and go, I've got to go again. I've got to go again. And I, I think it's hard to put into words just that nobody else has had to put up with that. Nobody else, no other manager has ever really had to do this, has had to go to those levels consistently and not, come away with the shiny things and get to hold them up and go I am an all-time great so I do think that is something that that definitely would wear you down I think maybe there's a decision as well that he can use the emotion of this to propel us to success this year maybe the players want to give him a send-off we'll definitely want to give him a send-off even in that video he's saying to us you know don't make it about me. Maybe at the end of the season, make it about me. But during, during this, don't make it about me. Support the team. Um, and even in that, it's just the, just the level of understanding he has when he's when he's saying we are Liverpool. You know, he's trying to make it a little bit of a bunker mentality. He's saying that you know we've been we've been through worse than this. He just he does get the club, and I think that's why we probably don't need to complicate it too much. We have got. There's a Basque fellow who played for us with those same sort of working class values, who's doing the business in in Germany. You know, he's he's, the sta- he's a standout candidate. I don't think we probably they might have their own opinions, but I don't think we need to complicate it that much. It feels like that would be the next step. It's going to be the the next step. Alonso Alonso's going to want to get out of Leverkusen this year, I'd imagine, because his stock will never be higher. So he wants to move to a big hitter. It's probably the perfect time for him. We'd rather Klopp was here for years and years, but maybe it isn't the worst timing. Maybe he does get to, maybe he does get to use this um, this young squad and develop them. Um, but I mean, when we're talking about previous managers, we're talking about you know the, the Shankly, the Paisleys, and where he sits with these. He, you know, he, he is a great. And I think you have to, we look more. At, I think we've got a lot more at Shankly than Paisley for Klopp because. Even though we all look back at Shankly and we we hold him in such high regard, even though he didn't win that many trophies, because we understand what building building a club looks like, what building a culture built looks like, yeah. and I think that that's why people would still some people would still argue that Bill Shankly is the is the formative figure at Liverpool Football Club or you know the, the great manager of the Liverpool Football Club because he built because he made the thing, and then you know Paisley flew it expertly but he flew the thing that was built other people would disagree with that and that's fine but I think we see Klopp in that mould of of rebuilding the greatness of, of you know the infrastructure is all improved the training grounds improved the club is improved and credit to the ownership they've they've picked the right man to do that so they deserve credit for that as well we just have to hope now that they've also 
got the brains, got the uh, the skills to pick the right guy to carry it on, and to um, so it doesn't drop off, so we can still continue to perform at these levels up against, you know, up against the cities, up against the Newcastles. I, I will never forgive Manchester City for taking for taking trophies off him that he deserved. Mm. You know, it really, it really should have been. A, he should have had more league titles. It's and for it to have gone unpunished because it won't matter if it turns out that they get found guilty and that the you know, the league titles get taken off them. It is not the same. No, it not. isn't. The, it isn't the same as celebrating them in the moment. Um, and yeah, that's that's the thing that kills me is that. that the, those guys that did that work and him in particular didn't get to celebrate the success in the moment mm. and they did make him have to keep coming back to the well every single season after what he did without a league title or you know without what he should have had for it um, but yeah just just incredible and like I say just just that, that, that feeling of certainty that we were going to be brilliant every year is now gone a bit and we're back in a little bit of the real world of how's the manager going to do when we, we we all just presumed the manager was going to do the business every season he might yeah. have one off and then he'd be back to it and we're back in the real world now you can subscribe to the liverpool way podcast on all the major platforms whether it's apple google spotify amazon or podbean just search for the liverpool way leave us a review and hit subscribe to automatically receive all new episodes You can also head to liverpoolway.co.uk and grab a TLW season ticket for just £3 a month. There's tons of exclusive content including match reports from every Liverpool game, weekly Premier League roundups, the TLW diary and access to the members only forum. Lastly, you can follow us on social media at the Liverpool Way on Twitter and at the Liverpool Way TLW on Instagram and Facebook. Because well, it was it was total belief. Because even last year, when things were proper yeah. shit, or you go back to like the, the COVID year when we had like we lost six home games on the bounce or something, something mental like that. I know, like personally speaking, and also everybody who I know, and obviously I know like a lot of Reds through like the you know the forum and everything else. I I don't remember anybody ever like questioning and saying maybe it's time for them to go. No matter no. How, how bad performances or, or like a, a run of games, none of that stuff. It was always a case of like, it's you know, it's because of the players, it's because of injuries, it's this. No one was ever saying he's got to go. He, he doesn't know what he's doing. It's like, sorry, Dave. Um, we only we only used to speculate that maybe he'd think now is the time to go. Yeah, it was it? never. Yeah. yeah, it was always on his tail. Which is what's happened now. Yeah, we never thought. No one ever. No one's ever sensibly no. called for his head. Why would no. they? But yeah, I do remember us saying like, maybe he feels this is the time to go now. But no. Yeah, no, it was no, all. That's exactly it. It was always yeah. on his terms. It was never a case of. Us questioning and saying, oh, you know, maybe, maybe he's run his course. Like my attitude was always, well, I'm never going to be calling for his head. If if he goes, it's he will know before anybody else. Yeah, I I need to go. Yeah, and he he, he alluded to that in the interview as well. He said something yeah. like, if then you know, if they're never going to sack me, then I can't I need <laughs> to be the one who who makes that call myself and. You know he deserves it if he thinks like he's 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 just burnt out and he, he doesn't want to do it anymore because he just hasn't got the energy. That's fine, you know what I mean. It's like he's earned the right for that, and you know I, I just want what's best for him. But going back to what you said about like 
he said he just he wanted to go back. He, I think his quote was, "I want to experience life because I've never really done that." And mm. I just thought, as soon as he said it, I thought, "Yeah, you're going to experience life, and you're going to think, you know what? This is actually a bit fucking boring. I want to get back <laughs> into it because every every top manager who's who's needed a break and you know walked away. Well, think always, of Kenny. They always want to get back. Yeah, Kenny. Mm. But they, they they all eventually, Shankly as well. They realise, yeah. oh, you know what? This is this is a bit shit. Like this is a bit boring. Even fucking Roy Hodgson, he was he was happy in retirement, and then like Palace are in the shit, and they call him up, and he's like, "Yeah, I'm coming back." And then he's overstayed his welcome. He should have gone at the end of last season after he kept them up, and now he's he stayed too long. Why the hell is he still wanting to be in in managing a football club at his age? Mm. And it's that's not mm. a Roy Hodgson thing. That is a football manager thing. That you know, Neil, Neil Warnock, for example, Neil Bill Warnock's Belichick. in his seventies. But Bill Belichick's interviewed with the Falcons, didn't he, this week? I didn't get it. You, you would have thought after everything that he'd done, with you the shouldn't Patriots, have to interview. Yeah, yeah, he'd be like, yeah, you know what, that's me done now. But there's yeah. just something in them. They just they need that, like you know, the the, the competitiveness of like the day to day working with a team and all that. That's what what drives them. And Klopp's burnt out at the moment, but you know he said um, at least a year. He said, I won't, I won't take a job for at least a year. Well, I believe that. I think he will have mm. a year off. And I think by the end of that year, he is going to be itching to get back into it because that's, Refreshed. that's yeah. the thing. That's, he's a football manager. You know, the, the, That's what he's good at. That's what he loves doing. It's not that yeah. he doesn't love doing it anymore. That's the thing. He still, he still loves what he does. He's just thinking, I've not got the same kind of you know, fire in my belly. And, and like energy to just get out get out there on the training pitch every day and like you know because he's older as well he's been doing it for so long he, he's older than he was so it's that's bound to change and um but I do think like he's gonna realize actually just just like doing my own thing it actually gets pretty boring and he'll want to get back into it but he also know he's not going to take another job in England you, you can't be as like he's not Jordan Henderson you know where like you say one thing and do another. That's that's not Klopp. He said that. Totally believe him. He's not going to do that. But he is going to resurface somewhere else. I think that's that. You know, he's. It's not like he's seventy. He's still got mm. like a lot of football left in him, and um, yeah. So, but whatever he wants to do, he's earned the right for that. You know, and we we just back him. And I thought that the last what minute or so of that interview. When he was looking at the camera and he was talking to the fans about what like what he wants and what he thinks like we should do, and I just thought that was fucking fantastic. Mm. Um, and uh, initially, I'm thinking, yeah, good luck with that, with telling the fans not to make it about you. But I actually think that like uh, maybe I think Sunday there'll be a bit of that, and then I think afterwards, I think the fans will will just do, you know, w- what he wants, which is don't make it about him until the end of the season. Just back the team. Um, but um, I don't know. I think I don't. Positives isn't the right word. I'm I'm not saying there's any positives in in this, but silver linings maybe. You know, if you, if I'm looking at things like trying to trying to think, well, okay, what can we look at? That's that's okay. Yeah. First of all, when he came in, you said Jules. You know, it wasn't like that bad, and it wasn't. You know, it could have been a lot worse. The, the state mm. of the team that he took over, but it wasn't great. There was a lot of work to be done. If you compare that with somebody who's coming in now, there's really not that much to be done in terms of like building a team, building an infrastructure, mm. setting up an academy system, all everything is in place. So whoever comes in is not 
coming in to rebuild a team. It, they're coming into like a, a fucking brilliant team with like great players at a at a really good age. Because yeah, we've we've got some older players, but the majority of the team was like early twenties, really. So that's a good thing for someone to come in. So you don't need to you don't need a Jurgen Klopp to come in and totally turn around like a an underachieving like you know uh, institution. Yeah, that's not what. So we're in a good position there. That whoever comes in just that actually needs to be like a good coach that can yeah and a good man manager who can get the most out of the players he's got. He doesn't need to rebuild everything. So I think that's a big positive, which makes things easier for us. Um, that if say for example if if Klopp had gone at the end of last season, that's a totally different scenario, you know. But now you've you've got the rebuilt team. Everyone's re-energized. The team's up at the top of the league. Players across Europe are going to be looking and thinking, yeah, I'd have a bit of that. And also, like managers, what manager would not want that job? Sorry, mm-hmm. Dave, about that. That that is the thing, like. You can talk about whether it's too. Let, let's just use Alonso because he's. I think he's probably the favourite with the bookies immediately. It's the only one I him. want to be honest. Yes, same. So I want to just say on that. You know, like I put in the group chat. If Shaggy became manager, I'd be like you with Darwin. I'd be on edge all the time. I fucking love Shaggy. I've always loved him. one of my favourite players. I think he's a hell of a hell of a guy, and I would just be on edge constantly. Anyone tries to like say anything, I'd be like, "You fucking what?" You'd make but, us all hate him. Like, uh, I've <laughs> yeah. Um, but the one thing I would say about would he want you know the Liverpool job is unique in that. You're going to be afforded a, a more time and more patience, unless you're an absolute blundering fool like Hodgson was, saying the wrong thing constantly. You're going to be afforded more time than you would be at other clubs. And you know, like United are going through this post-Ferguson years, and you have Gary Neville sitting there going, this is, this is Manchester United, you know, all that kind of stuff. But Manchester United have never really given managers a lot a of time. That was a terrible impression, by the way. So, well... <laughs> To be honest, I've got one hand fighting the cat from getting at the microphone, yeah. So it was like, I was like Barry Sanders trying to run through a fucking through a thing with a stiff arm. But like United, never apart from Ferguson, they make out that they afford managers breathing space and that they, you know, they like to let them have a go. They've had loads of managers outside of Busby and and Ferguson. They, that they they have like they turn over managers far quicker than like Liverpool turnover. You will be afforded time at Liverpool. The fans will give you patience. And if you are an ex-player of great repute, like Alonso, then the odds are he will, like... You'll feel the pressure from being in the shadow of Klopp because it's inescapable, unfortunately. Because as we've just said, he's, like... he's The, he, the club is, is, is Klopp, like, a, is stamped through it like a stick of rock at the moment. But he will be afforded time and he will be afforded patience. There's not... If he went to, say, his other, his other clubs that he played for... If you went to Real Madrid, you're not getting that patience, are you? They don't. No it just chance. doesn't exist there. The manager is an afterthought at Real Madrid. Where they is probably Liverpool? want him, though, won't they? They will probably want him, but it's a thought about your career. If you win the European Cup at Real Madrid, I don't think you get elevated into any sort of pantheon. You win it on your CV. It looks good for you, but in terms of could be gone in six months if you win the exactly. Cup you, you know they don't. Managers are there as an afterthought. The players and the and the, whoever the the chairman is. You know the um, the it was Perez all the time. To be fair, but like that that's 
that's the personality at Real Madrid more than anything. Even even like someone like Zidane couldn't escape it in the end. It get it gets you. Bayern Munich less. It's a bit more like Real Madrid than it is Liverpool. The odds that you get in shit can are far higher at at Bayern Munich than they are at Liverpool. So if you are an ex-player and Liverpool and you you know you are a good manager, Liverpool is a excellent job to have because you will be afforded the time. The fans will be patient with you. Um, it's it's it is. And you can be here for years. It's it's the absolute ideal job for 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 for, for someone like him. Now, whether he hasn't feels he said something as well about he, about one day wanting a job. I'm sure he has. Well, you know, like there was something the other week. I can't remember. He's still got his apartment. Like... Do you remember he said? <laughs> yeah. He always used to say that, didn't he? I've still yeah. got my apartment yeah. in Liverpool. <laughs> He'd left years before, but, but I'm sure he said something. But he's all you know. It just seems like yeah, you could go to Real Madrid. But you're not going to be there for long. It's just not possible. It's just isn't. It just doesn't work like that. Real Madrid. Yes, you can go to Bayern Munich, but again, you know, you have to win it. You have basically they need you to be winning the European Cup consistently at Bayern Munich or being in the final semi-finals to to keep your job there. Otherwise, winning the Bundesliga yeah, is is, is, is it's par, isn't it? Winning the Bundesliga. There's no but forward look, momentum either, and you see, that's the, if you look yeah. at your career, you can go Liverpool, and then even though we wouldn't see it that way, you can then still go Real Madrid, and you feel like your career is going forward, or you yeah. can go Bayern Munich, where I mean, Bayern Munich's not a bad move because it's a little bit of a, a soft sort of play area, isn't it? Where mm. you should be winning the league there. It's a bit easier than the Premier League, so maybe that's but would you, if you plan would you your walk career. Off to Leverkusen to then go to Bayern Munich, it's a bit of a slap in the face to Leverkusen, isn't it? Yeah, maybe not. And I just think you've got to also remember that these are these are the type of people who they back themselves. Like they, he, Xavier Alonso wants to be the best manager in the world, almost certainly in his head. So you take the big job. You might not get offered it again. You know, we might take a manager on that's there for another ten years. If it's if the big job's there, you take the big job. And I just think that Liverpool feels like a perfect move for him. He knows that the infrastructure will be good around him. And the squad that's been built has been built for that sort of football, you know, mix of the patience as well. So you you yeah, cannot yeah. overemphasize that the patience you'll get at Liverpool than you will at those other clubs. Oh yeah, he'd have to dramatically fuck it for us to be wanting rid of him <laughs> pretty soon. Yeah, he'd have to go the full Gerard. Yeah, mm. yeah, and then thank God happens, he signed the contract. <laughs> yeah, and if he, if, if he does that badly in a year, we can get on the phone to Klopp again, can't we? When he's ready to come yeah. back. Yeah. Do you know what? I I wouldn't even rule that out. <laughs> or wouldn't even completely rule it out because you know we've seen it before. You know, Chankly wanted to come back, Dalglish wanted to come back. It's it's something that happens, and it's all about timing. You know, the timing wasn't yeah. right in those situations, and the timing here. Again, I come back to that, like the the Alonso things. Like we've spoke about this about how great Alonso seems to be. You know, people are talking about like these innovative tactics he's doing. He's doing stuff that like no one's done before, and, and like. You know, nobody really ever ever gets above Bayern Munich in the league. It just doesn't happen, does it? But he's done it right, with Leverkusen. All of these things point to the fact he's going to be a, a, the next big thing as a manager. And we'd said, hadn't we? Oh, he's done this a little bit too early. Yeah, yeah. Because you know we've got Klopp for the next yeah. few years, and he's going to end up going somewhere else because we've got Klopp, so we don't need him. And he could go somewhere else and be incredible. It's like you know the the nightmare scenario would have been he replaced Guardiola at City and he ended up being like the fucking bee's knees, and you know we missed out on him because we had Klopp. 
So the timing never looked like it was going to be right with Alonso, but now it's like it just feels like well that's fallen in our laps and we need we you know don't so as you said Stu don't overthink it you know deserve mm. it I mean what so we want to just fucking say goodbye to our great derby record then do we just fucking bring him <laughs> in to wave the white flag at home against Everton fuck <laughs> that but does do he, he doesn't feel him. like a doesn't he doesn't feel like no, a you're right no. he doesn't I'm not saying he's not a good manager a good coach no he neither is, am I but he does no. I, I can't envisage him as as Liverpool manager it just doesn't it doesn't seem to fit for me I just can't picture that in my head. Um, but yeah, there was, there was something else I was going to say then, and like my head's all over the place. Um, but no, I actually think whatever we do next, and I do think it will be Alonso. I think Kloppo's going to be doing recruiting if he hasn't already. You know, speaking to, I do think he's going to be speaking to whoever comes in to replace him. I think he'll be having conversations about like, you know, uh, yeah. the, the players that he's brought in, what the plans were. For other players, maybe coming in, players coming through. I, I just think Klopp will will be having those conversations with whoever's coming in. Sorry, I, I'll just jump in. So it's to go on about um, sort of all the backroom staff leaving, um, and I and I beat the George leaving and all that. The, his appointment now, you know, the short termist look and why haven't we got a proper one? That seems to be a little bit. Maybe he told the club in November, but maybe there were rumblings a little bit before. Which would make make sense why we haven't installed a new director of football, sporting director yet. So I, I would guess a, a new one will be in post now, along with the new manager. Um, come the summer, I think it'll just be like the, obviously the top of the club will still be the same, like you know the the directors and that. But I think you'll that that's probably why he, it was held off and that why because we were all like, why is he getting renewed? Why is he? Why do we keep like re-upping his contract? But this will be this will probably be why, right? Yeah, probably <laughs> the fact that he they've said. He's here till the end of January. Like, what's he actually done in January? We're not signing anybody. He's, he's, he's like just... that Leonard Nimoy thing in The Simpsons, isn't he? Well, my work is he's in. You didn't do anything, he's didn't not... I? He's, he's got absolutely like no no tasks to do or anything. You know, his desk is clear. We need to see. Assume he's even got a desk. He probably has. He's, he's got a fucking. He's got a little table next to his fucking his sun lounger. Yeah. He's sat in his infinity pool in Ibiza. Yeah. <laughs> Smoking his pussy sticks, <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah, I, I do think there's probably a new sporting director now lined up, it, and it does, it makes perfect sense that like Linda's and um, Pete K are going. They they Klopp's men, and like there's no way Linda's would stay. If you he might have thought at one point he he might have a, a crack at the top job, but t- again for me he he is not the manager. He doesn't carry. No, I think he's great of... at what he does, but yeah, he's like he's like Silvio. He's a great number two, but he can't have the top job. It's up, he's a great conciliary, but he's not going to have the top job. And it's absolutely fine to be a great conciliary. There's nothing yeah. wrong with that at all. It's, you know, you know that that's absolutely fine. But it, it that makes sense. And, and you know, a new backroom. If they, you know, I would think that the FSG have owned the club long enough now, and I've had like. You know they've had eight years of the good life with Klopp, where the heat's not the only heat they've brought on themselves is stupid decisions with ticketing and things. But I would hope they now understand what's needed for a Liverpool manager, and that, as Stu said, they don't overthink it. If it looks like a duck and, and quacks like a duck, then it, it's probably a, a duck. And in this case, there is an obvious candidate for this job, 
and you just have to now make sure that he wants it and you can go and get him and then just go and get him don't piss about don't be trying on some left field don't be mentioning graham potter mm. don't be you know any any ex-brighton manager don't be doing any of that alonso is you see you usually would go and get a manager as a proven winner as a manager but he's quite young but he is a pro- he was a proven winner as a player and he was always no one would ever say that he was not a cerebral player mm. a deeper understanding of the game that's the word i would have used yeah, yeah. A deeper understanding of the game. You know, he he went. One of the reasons he went to Bayern Munich is so he could play with you know under Guardiola and like learn a bit from him. So it's not like, you know, he doesn't. You know, the man's rich and handsome. He doesn't need to be doing this shit. So that that again and alone tells me that like he he might he's got probably got the hunger for it that like a lot of top players don't have. You know, like Wayne Rooney sits there looking like he he actually. He could be managing opposite Stu on a on a touchline of a weekend. <laughs> Stu catching strays there. <laughs> no, I mean like he looks like he could be a non-league manager. He doesn't look like he should be anywhere near the professional game. Ball Stu the looks like well. yeah, with the baseball app, the the the, the, the trackies. <clears throat> Sorry, Stu, but like that, you know, you can be a top player, and it's been we've seen it so many years. You can be a top player, but just because you've got a natural affinity for the game doesn't mean you can explain it to other people. I can't remember who said it. Glenn Hoddle was always the worst for it. Like, he would be, you know, in training or whatever, he'd be like, you just do it like this, and he'd pull off some outrageous bit of skill and move. And like, yeah, yeah. but like, you've got players who can't do that. You need to coach it into, you've got to coach them up to do something like that. And he couldn't understand it. But it, I don't, Alonso's not that guy. Alonso was like a quality player, but he was never a flashy player, was he? I know he's got no. a couple of like long range goals, but he was never flashy. He was just, he was just a. a quietly skillful effective player which again a deeper understanding of the game that i would say as you know transitioning from a great player into a great manager is easier than wayne rooney or steven gerrard for example yeah alonso mm. would always he'd always play the right pass and if the right pass happened to be a flashy pass then he'd play it but he was yeah. never doing anything just for like for the sake of doing it but yeah it's cerebral is the right word um I don't even want to think about the thoughts of anybody else coming in. It's like I, I, it's bad enough the idea of Klopp leaving. We've got a heart setting already, haven't we? Yeah, because yeah, uh, that's, that's the only thing that's going to give me any sort of like comfort here. Is that it, it, is if we're bringing him in? Because anybody else, it's just it's going to be bad enough, right? Regardless, like Klopp going as you said, Stu, we lose the certainty that we have, mm. so we're kind of going into the unknown. But I want to give ourselves like the best possible chance. We're going into that unknown, and it, it's pretty obvious what that best chance is. And also the fact that he was so popular here as a player, that does count for something in terms of it gets everybody like rallying around him. And that, you know, you bring someone in who the fans aren't sure about, yeah, we'll get behind him. Like, yeah, everyone got behind Brendan Rodgers, but eventually, like, you're like, you know what, he's not the guy. And it, it's, I don't know. We, we haven't had this for so long because Klopp came in and we knew immediately he was great. And then he went on to be even even beyond that. Great doesn't even sum it up, does it? It's like yeah, we, it's hard to remember. We were buzzing when we when we got him. Yeah, fucking hell, we were so conference. excited. Oh. And then the first game with Spurs and like Lallana oh. collapsed mm. in a heap into his arms because yeah. of the shift that they'd all put in. Yeah. And you knew straight away, you're like, yeah, okay, we're on the right direction now. Um, and then here we are, all these years later. So much water under the bridge, like everything that's happened. And it goes by in a blink of an eye, doesn't it? Yeah, it really does. Yeah. yeah. What you were saying there about about Rooney and some of those guys, even Gerard as well, I think that 
There is a difference. Don't take well. it to heart, Stu. I didn't mean it. No, no, no. I totally get it. I, I don't <laughs> take it. Take it as a take it as a compliment. Um, in a weird way. Um, yeah, I, I just think we. I look at players like Alonso, and I think he plays football. Um, where he understands he's part of a system and it's our, our system is going to win this football match. And I just think I think that's better designed for being a successful manager than someone who, who just wants to do the Roy of the Rovers thing where give me the ball because I'm special and I'll, that's how you win football matches. I do think there's a... Yeah. Ten, I always look at those sort of systems players, holding fielders, centre-backs, sort of players that understand how a system, even Guardiola, Guardiola understands moving people about, moving space about, and then you hurt, you move it over to the left, and then you hurt them on moving the right. About. All that, yeah, all that sort of, that. <laughs> and I cannot tell you how pissed off I am that he's outlasted Klopp. I thought it was going to be the way, the other way around. It's heartbreaking that that's, yeah. that's the way around yeah. he's gone. Um, but yeah, so I, I always think, when you look at Alonso, there's a reason why Benitez used to call Alonso over and go, this is what I want you to do. He didn't call Gerard over. Is is that a more cerebral thing? And I think there is just also, it's that intelligence. I think we're not we're not stupid. We can see it in someone when when they're smart. Uh, there's a factor that he's like urbane, but that even the Basqueness, the values, the working classness. There's, there's a load of stuff in there where you just there's loads of stuff you can buy into, which other people maybe don't have. So yeah, I think that's that's what we see, and we're not daft, and we can see when people are fake. And maybe we haven't seen enough of Alonso as a mon- as a manager yet to see what his pressers are like and stuff like that. But he seems genuine. He seems authentic. He seems to have integrity, and those things will take you a long way. And and they are the they are the defining principles of Klopp. He's a good coach. Obviously, he's an incredible coach. But I, I always think I took a lot out of his book when I was reading through it about the idea of integrity, the idea of being honest with players, having really honest big boy conversations with people that weren't in the team uh, I just feel like that's that's the core defining feature of his period for me is that integrity and so if, if Alonso had half of that then yeah but then we can definitely give him a go and I can get behind that so they always say don't they you, you want to be the guy after the guy you know you don't yeah. want to you don't like when Moyes took over from Ferguson Everybody looked at that and thought, oh, you, you're in trouble. That, that's not going to work. Other <laughs> managers were looking at it and thinking, let Moyes take it, and then we'd be the guy who comes in after that. I feel like this is a bit different in, in some respects, but it is the same in some ways because you've still got this like iconic figure who was like just incredible at everything. And the shoes, how are you feeling them shoes? You know, it's you, you can't. You, you cannot come in and do what Klopp did. But it goes back to what I said before about what he's leaving behind. Generally speaking, that's not the case because managers normally leave because, yeah, they've had a great run maybe things and have then gone wrong. things have started to slide and it's like, okay, now's the time to get out. And whoever comes in then, it's a tough job because things have started to go on a downward trajectory and then you're having to lift everyone up and everyone's looking at you going, you're not as good as the fella before. At least, and, and I think Klopp said this as well in in um, in like his, his interview today about it's better to go a little bit too early than a bit too late. And I think that's kind of what he means is like if he'd have left it like too late where things had started to slide, that makes it a lot more difficult for whoever comes in next. Whereas if you're going when things are really good, at least you're giving the next guy in a good fighting chance of of being a success, and he's not like you know having to put out fires as soon as he takes the job. So these are the only the little 
crumbs of comfort that I'm trying to take from it all. But as I say, I just don't think it's properly hit me yet that you know he's not going to be going. here beyond this season. There's um, the Guardian's live live um, football thing has obviously got stuff about Klopp's dominated by that. They've got they they've got an intriguing piece. They say an intriguing piece of information from Build, who claim that Alonso has a release clause in place that allows him to leave this summer, but only for Liverpool, Bayern Munich, or Real Madrid. As former <laughs> clubs. Yeah, <laughs> all teams he previously played for. So whether that's true, obviously that's the Guardian reporting build. But you know, <clears throat> on the um, it it does make you wonder whether like when when do we think Klopp like arrived at the, at the he told the club in November, but you don't make this snap judgment, do you? you don't make this snap decision. You don't wake up November first and think, ah, oh, you know what, I can't do this. And then November third, you tell the club. So some weight and thoughts gone into it. When do we think he started thinking about this? Do we think he thought, in, I'm going to put weird. this back on its feet in the summer? In the video that he released, he, yeah. it's, he said it dawned on him when he was when they're obviously trying to look at pre-season plans for next year, when they were looking at where the camps were and who, right. who they're going to sign and stuff like that. In the video, he sort of says it dawned on him that he was he had this little voice in the back of his head saying, "I might not be here. Am I going to be here this for the next?" So that's when he he said he's clicked and gone. Yeah, I'm not probably the guy to do this if I'm still not 100% committed to the idea. I'm going to be choosing where this camp is and buying this footballer. So that in the video, that's what he suggested, Jules. That that's when it came to him. Fair enough. It's it's a bit strange though because he also said about how like invigorated he was by the new signings and he was like really looking forward to, to this season and he's, he's still saying now you know I can't wait for the, the Norwich game on Sunday he's still got that I just think it's the day to day isn't it you know just do you like think the, do you think that's grind. a bit of reassurance for us uh, like like you know we, we've alluded to it, it you know it went tits up when Ferguson announced his retirement yeah, early. Could be. perhaps he's just trying to like say look I'm going at the end of the season but it'll be business as usual don't worry about that because we are all going to worry about that Yeah, right that's just natural we're going to go oh, fucking hell, what's going to happen now doesn't want to take the mood down and, and like yeah. pop the balloon because we're all Which flying impo- with, with like it is impossible the balloon is popped though. yeah but <laughs> we've still got like four trophies to try to win so we can't get too down about it, you know. That's the thing. But I mean, what can we do? There's nothing we can do about it. It comes down to the players, doesn't it? If the mm. if the players respond in the right way, the crowd's going to feed off that, and and it'll be fine. But if the players are like on a downer because of it, and if it impacts them, well, then it it impacts the the so, fans as well because of the performances. So let me ask you, Dave. So what you know? What do you think? So where, 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 what will be the impact on the players? Do you think there'll be players now? Some players will be thinking maybe it's time for me to move on, like Salah, for example. You don't get to mm. answer that, Stu. But like, <laughs> no, they, <laughs> see, my, oh, my you, first thought was Trent. That, that was mm. the one. That was That's the, the big like elephant in the room for me. He hasn't got his contract signed yet. I've, I've mentioned this before, that I've got a concern about like Real Madrid. This might be... Something that makes Chen think. Mm, Go right. and play with Bellingham. Yeah, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be. That that is the fear for me. I'm not too worried about any of the others. I don't think. I think Mo will stay. I, I think. Where's he gonna go? I, I well, just the don't Saudi see... league's on its ass again, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, that Mo's far too good for for that, and and he knows it. I just don't think he'd like soil himself by fucking going there. You know, soil his <laughs> reputation. It's like why? <laughs> no, yeah, he, he would. Everything that he's he's done in his career, he's a fucking winner. And to go over there, it's it goes against everything who he is. You know, he's a competitor. He's like the hardest worker. 
in in first, last out. He spends more time in the gym than anyone. Why? Why would you just give that up? I don't think Mo's going to go anywhere. I think Mo will get sign a new contract, and I think he'll stay. Um, Trent's the one that, that worries me. I don't, I'm not worried about anybody else wanting to leave. I don't think any of them will. So getting Trent tied down to the new contract is like the the big priority. Once that happens, I feel a lot more relaxed about things. But um. And I suppose that that that's like why the next manager is important, right? Because yeah. if it's not someone of substance, you might have a problem with some of these players who are yeah, used to absolutely. like a, a man like Klopp, you know. Yeah, you know, it, hmm. not that this would happen, but you mentioned Graham Potter. Now, I think Graham Potter's a really good coach. I thought he was really hmm. good at Brighton. He's not a big club manager. He just no. isn't. He hasn't got that gravitas about him. If he if somebody like that was to come in, like I suppose there's a lot of similarities with him and Brendan, really. So if you made like that sort of appointment again, like a Brendan type coming in now, that's not gonna that's not gonna cut it with the players. They'll see through it straight away. So you've got to have somebody with with like a certain status who's respected, which again leads us to Alonso. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I suppose like Deserbi would have some respect for how how he's done at Brighton and the fact that the likes of Milner and Lallana speak so highly of him. They've still got like mates in the dressing room, I suppose. But yeah, I don't even want to never think won, about that. Never won anything. That was it. That's the no, thing of no, going. You've, there's pictures of hopefully there's pictures of Alonso winning the Bundesliga this year. Mm-hmm. There's pictures of him lifting European cups. You know, Deserbi is uh, he might be a coach's coach, but players might look at that and go, "Well, that's all fine." But right, how many yeah. how many things have you won? You know, where, where have you been at big clubs and where have you actually got things over the line? I feel like even though Alonso would be fledgling in his career, he still can go. I'm a winner. I've been there. I know what it takes. Do you want to see my European Cups? Do you want to see my league yeah. titles? Yeah. And so I think players buy into that a little bit more. The idea that Trent would respect that. Over... It'd be exciting for them as well, wouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It's the, it's the, I mean, we've had this argument before. It's the Bielsa thing. Like coaches would look at Bielsa and go, he's incredible. He ch- he's changed coaching. He's an amazing coach. They put him in the top five, top ten, whatever. He doesn't. He hasn't won things, that many things, that players would look at and go, oh, that's impressive. So I'd like to think Trent would sign because I'd like to think that being captain of Liverpool Football Club is quite a big thing, big thing for him and that that's what he wants to define his career by. Obviously, he might be wrong, he might move, but I'd like to think I'd be more sure he stays rather than if you offer Mo less money as he's getting older and the output drops a little bit. Does he then see that as, because he is, I do agree with you, Dave, he is a winner, he does want to be the top of the top, but does he also see then the ego of, well, I need to be paid, I need to be paid as top of the top, and if you're not going to pay me top of the top, maybe I do take some stupid money from Saudi Arabia, as, because, you know, Saudi Arabia have got almost infinite money to do stupid things, like in politics, they're doing all sorts of crazy shit, so they have got infinite money to just give him a fortune, it's whether... He takes the knock and goes, well, if Liverpool aren't going to pay me and there aren't any other big clubs coming in to give me a fortune, maybe he does take the Saudi deal. I don't know. But you know what, though? Even if that happened, so what? He's been an amazing player for us. He's still a great player. He's not irreplaceable. We've replaced replaced all the great players at some point. Even though the team may not have been winning stuff and being great, we've never really not replaced like great players, you know, no, someone I, else always comes yeah. along. 
I know I'm blasé about it, but somebody when people go, he scored 25 goals every year, whoever replaces him will score 25 goals. Liverpool Football Club always has a guy that will score 25 goals. Like We, we never don't have one. Apart from that one I, season when we had uh, Balotelli and Lambert. Yeah, yeah, but usually you've always got a big hit. You've got a Torres, you've got a Suarez, you've got yeah. an Owen, you've got a Fowler. Yeah, they, you do, know. they do follow when I take yeah. it. By yeah. nature of us being the football club we are, somebody, the team will be getting somebody the chances to score 30 goals. That's not me digging Mo out. You know, he is, he's a, a volume monster, as I said a couple of weeks ago, and he, he's you know he's done incredible for us. It is that idea that we might will we will we be worse without him? Possibly, but some other guy will be in there that might be 90, 95% of what he is. And you've also got to take into account it's not 26, 27 year old Mo Salah that you're going to be losing. So yeah. eventually, you know, he's not that far away from slowing down you know and, and like and those numbers are, are gonna they're not gonna get better are they you know it's uh, over the next few years they're probably gonna drop yep. off to some for extent muscle injury first soft tissue that's injury as well that, I think yeah said that in the, the last part that's a red flag because it's never happened before yeah so you may have to start being a little bit more careful not playing them every game but you know whatever happens happens with Mo it's like as I say you can replace players it, replacing Klopp is gonna be like the the big thing because there's there's nobody like him there's never been anybody like him you're not going to get somebody as good as him. I think we've all just got to accept that. What you've got to do is make sure you get the best that's available. So, you know, we're all saying, like, it's Alonso. Time will tell. Maybe there's somebody else out there that you're looking at who we've not even thought of. Who knows? But we've got to get through the rest of the season now uh, with this hanging over our heads because it is going to be... It's it's definitely going to put a downer on us. Well, Dave, I, I want you... And, I've, got, um, I've got something here I want you, you and Stu to react to. Because this will this will be the first of many sort of headlines and articles we'll see, and as you say, we've yeah. got to get through the season. We've got games coming up, so this is from this is the first like opinion. Is it opinion piece or news piece <clears throat> from Sam Wallace in the Telegraph, which is Liverpool have no successor lined up to replace Jurgen Klopp. Uh, the club want to hire a sporting director before picking a new manager. And then just just the first couple of paragraphs I'll read, and then I'll, I'll let you two react, which is. Uh, Liverpool have no successor lined up to replace Jurgen Klopp following the shock announcement that he is to stand down. The club will run a recruitment process from now until the summer with the aim of making an appointment around the end of the season. The club have been planning for this announcement, the timing of which was Klopp's choice since he informed them in November that this would be... What happened there? What's happened there? Is <laughs> the cat on his tongue? I don't know. <laughs> it's the it's the PL6 silencing jewels. PL6. In terms of what he was saying, anyway, I I'm not believing that anyway. I, I'm no, really, I don't think so. Yeah, we can now. What, what did the cat get your tongue, Jules? <laughs> yeah, literally the cat. <laughs> The cats decided to chase each other around, and, <laughs> and they knocked the laptop over. Fucking okay, no. <laughs> Like literally, they couldn't have done it any better. They knocked the laptop lid over. I'm like you fucking dickheads. But um, telling you, cats are toys. Yeah, what I said. You two can react where I reset things up. Do you think that's true, or do you think that's like? It's it, obviously you wouldn't want to destabilize Leverkusen at this point if it was a long yeah. two anyway, would you? I couldn't give a fuck. <laughs> destabilize them all we want, I don't care. Destabilize them like the cats, just destabilize me. Yeah, the, I don't believe that. I don't believe Sam Wallace would know. 
Um, so I don't believe that he'd know about it. I also think we're not gonna we're not gonna be making any suggestions about who we're getting because they're gonna be at another club. So you don't want to do that to cause you know bad relationships with other clubs. Yeah. I think like they'll they'll keep it as as quiet as they possibly can. I don't believe that they're waiting for a sporting director before they make a decision. I think they'll get the manager in, and then the manager will be like, "Well, we'll be like, are you okay working with this sporting director?" I think the manager is more important than the sporting director. This is not the fucking NFL. Um, so no, I don't. I'm not buying that story at all. To be honest, I think um, we're going to get a lot of stories like that because, you know, newspapers to sell, clicks to get. You're going to have a lot of people saying stuff that is not true basically but it's going to get this is the big story this is what everyone's wanting to read about so you're going to get all kinds of shit written i think it's that uh, i'd always say you you have your um if you're director of football or your sporting director if he's responsible for you know the football output then he gets to pick the manager but I i think you're in a situation where if you're chasing after a sporting director who are you really taking on a sporting director who doesn't want Xabi Alonso as a manager? Mm. That's the way I look at it. I'm like, he's this, he's a sensible, he's a sensible um, succession plan, isn't he, from Klopp? So I, I just find it unlikely you're going to get a sporting director, a top level one that comes in and goes, actually, I'm not happy with with Alonso as my manager. So I mean, it feels like you can do both at the same time. You can do them offset with each other, and the idea that they're not having conversations anyway. The idea that they're not having conversations about we're going to bring you in and then we're going to bring this guy in. There'll, there'll be all sorts of things going on at the same yeah. time. And then, you know, was it Rafa said football's a lie? You know, there's, there could be loads of loads of uh, misdirection and this isn't going on when it is. You know, they, they will have had conversations with Zabi already. I would have thought if if this is what they're doing now, there'll be there'll have been exploratory talks about how keen he'd be to come. Um, and they, I am assume they'll already be sounding out sporting directors as well. They should have been onto that. That should be done, really, isn't it? That's the one aspect where I look They've at them had and go, long enough. You've, "Yeah, they should have pulled the finger out really on that one." That's that's one where that's why we've performed so well over the years as well. It is Klopp, but it is the the, the transfers have been immaculate. So they do need to get someone someone solid in those positions again. I think though we've still got the people who were responsible for identifying the players who we bring in. Yeah, that, that didn't analysts, change. It was more, that yeah, sort of stuff, yeah. It's the deal maker, isn't it? You know, like the the person who actually does the negotiating and, and gets the deals done. That's more what we've been missing. I'm not saying Edwards wasn't great at, at the rest of the stuff that he did, Julian Ward, who, who came in after him. But you've still got the rest of the team in place, like the, the scouts and that, they, so they're that's not, not going to yeah. change. It might be because they sort of came in at the same time of Klopp and Klopp's such a big personality but it never felt like the sporting director at Liverpool is the culture setter you know like the the they work for the manager they might they might not yeah. they pr- might not pick the manager because again it's such a different environment at Liverpool you don't sort of you know you, you are the club when you're the manager of Liverpool so you don't get to be the sporting director and like you are you pick the manager and you tell the manager that's how you want to play and I'm by you know we're getting these players you work with the manager and the manager goes I want these types of players and you go right okay um I'll go and find them for you and I'll get them mm. and we'll discuss who we're selling and all that kind of stuff yeah here's three that fit the bill which one do we yeah. want to go for these are the prices yeah. that's how a sensible club should be running it yeah, that's I don't, how we've yeah. been run for for years, really. Yeah, so I don't think not having a sporting director, because I, I I I'm with you. I don't feel like like I, I quite like Sam Wallace as a writer. 
but I don't know why he would have a direct link and not like say Chris Bascom at the same yeah, page. Yeah, Joyce or something. Oh yeah, oh, oh yeah, exactly. Or or even Pierce. I don't I don't understand that. And Andy Hunt, I don't understand that. Um, and I also don't think there's no way on earth that the day of Klopp of this news breaking, there would then be a news story leaking out of Liverpool going, and now we want Xabi Alonso. It's yeah. just not going to happen. No. It's disrespectful to Leverkusen. It's disrespectful to Klopp's announcement. It just ain't going to happen. So, of course, it should be from the club. No, no decisions. Going to start a recruitment process. Exactly. Don't know anything right now. So, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't read that. I read the headline and sort of go, and I think, nah, come on. Now, it could be like FSG have made mistakes in the past, so it could entirely be true. It could, it could go either way. But if you're asking me, sat here right now, I'd, I'd lean towards there's probably some smoke screens going on here, not just from Klopp having a lot of cigarettes. Yeah, there'll, there'll, be, there'll be a lot of smoke screens. There'll be yeah. all sorts of stories coming out between now and, and the summer, and 90% of them are going to be absolute bollocks. Yeah. I think but so. we'll still react to them and get pissed yeah, off well, and, and panic. And that's why they write them, isn't it? That's yeah, why they write them and that's why they post them. That's exactly why it is. So yeah. Just hope we don't chase Gareth Barry as manager then, yeah, for a few months. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> 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 is he still playing? <laughs> Probably, he, he might yeah. have to come out of retirement when Milner breaks his record. Yeah. He's getting close now, isn't he? Uh yeah. So, what what are we expecting over the next couple of weeks? Then, do you think this is going to have a, a negative impact on the team, or will everyone rally around? Because we've obviously we got the cup this weekend, but we've then got Chelsea at home and Arsenal away, Arsenal away massive yeah. games. What are, what are we expecting? I I think if you um if you listen to what Klopp's about to tell us at the end there, I, I think we can buy into it. As as Liverpool fans, we're we're romantics a lot of the time, aren't we? So I think we could buy into this idea of a, of a story this year. That's obviously what he's trying to sell. He's trying to sell this idea of like everybody get on board with this idea that we all have this big push this year for these trophies to you know see how many of these four trophies are, that are available we can get our hands on, and that's that's the big push. And then we, we we can have we can have our big moment at the end of the season once we've all thrown everything. It's 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 like in a football match, isn't it? When there's 30 to go or something, everybody's got to empty the tank now. This, you know, that's what he's saying to us. Everybody, we have nothing left at the end of the season. Everything throws, every, everyone throws everything at it. And then at the end of the season, we can start wondering about where we're going to go and, and stuff like that. And I do think we, as Liverpool fans and as sort of Liverpool media or whatever, we do, we can influence things. We can influence the mood of things. We can choose what we want our mood to be, can't we? So... I think if we we can all choose to buy into that and be positive, and not sort of worry too much about oh what about this what about this, then I feel you know we we do decide what the vibe is really you know that that is not just external it matters what we do in the in the stands it matters what we say to each other, and so it is that idea of no backward steps I think this season everyone just look each other in the eyes look look to the guy next to you and go come on no backward steps and then we'll look at it in the summer. I think we'll all just feed off what the players do. Like, if you know, if the players are not affected and they're still putting performances in, we'll put all this to bed and go. Yeah, you know, let's go for it. Give Jurgen the, the send off he deserves, as Paul yeah. said earlier. You know, on a bus in front of a million people with with the fucking Premier League trophy. That's that's how like it needs to end. But it's the players who control that. You know, they've got to respond in the right way, and they probably will. Because I mean, I think we may be 
overestimate the the effect on, on that that it has on them. I'm sure they all love Klopp. You know, he he brought them all into the club. He picks. I'm sure they all love him. But at the end of the day, when they're on the pitch, they're not going to be like, oh, the gaffer's gone. That's not. You know, they're going to go out and they're going to play. And you get you've got trophies to win. They're a good set of lads. They're not. They're not knobheads who are going to down tools. Which you know we've seen that with like look at the state of United. A lot of their problems are just because of bad attitude with with, with the players. And they've got some bad eggs there. We haven't got that. We've we've got like really good leaders in the dressing room. We've got young, hungry, ambitious players. So hopefully they'll all react in the right way. And I just think the next week or so is that's how we're going to know how things are going to play out. Those two games in particular, Chelsea and Arsenal, if we get a response from the, from the players in those games and the results go our way, I think we'll be flying for the rest of the season. Um, but if we don't, then that's when like negative thoughts are going to start creeping in. So, yeah, I think it's a massive week for us now. Yeah, yeah, it is a big week. I was just clocking a little bit there of um, someone's obviously hit Alonso with the question in his press yeah, I was just watching conference. That. <laughs> <laughs> we both we were both just ignoring Dave and watching that. Just a minute of silence while me and Jules I'm, watch I'm Alonso. Thinking, you... like, I think the feed had dropped and you Your turn, watching Jules. fucking telly. Jules, carry the yeah. fucking water, man. What are you doing? <laughs> yeah, it went quiet and I was like, oh shit, something happened. And I was like, just stop watching. This is probably the guy yeah. that shit why, why Klopp's going, you know, this is fucking... I don't know if I've got the energy to keep going with this. Fucking dealing with you fucking nubs. Pad, motherfucker, pad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, it's, I mean, it looked like he was sort of padding it away a little bit, um, the question there, whilst also sort of giving us a bit of a wink and going, yeah, quite fancy that. It's- you're not going to say though. You know, it's impossible. You're in the middle of a title race. You're unbeaten in, in at yeah. the top of the Bundesliga. You, what can you say? It's, it's a question. This is the problem with sports media. Like you have to ask the question, but you know what the answer is going to be. There's nothing really you can do. You, if you don't ask him, you're going to be accused of like, why haven't you asked? But the answer is because I know what the answer is going to be, and it's going to be like batted away fairly easily because. You know, I, yeah. I'm, he's basically said, I'm thinking of nothing apart from the next game with Leverkusen. I, the guy, the, the interviewer said, like, you know, in terms of career progression, you know, you've gone from Sociedad to Leverkusen. You know, are you trying to pace your career? And, he, you know, ideally, do you want to go to some? To so he's been clever in the way he's framed the question. He didn't yeah. want to just come out and say, are you going to Liverpool? Yeah. <laughs> and sort of Alonso said, like, I'm not I'm not really thinking of, like, I don't really think of it in, that, in those terms. Um, from what I can make up, because I was also listening to Dave's very good answer to what he was saying there. I mean, but if you heard what Dave said, fair enough. I, it was just he, noise he said, to me. He, I, I, he said that uh, we'd be flying for the rest of the season, is what he said. No, right. I didn't. I said, if we win the next couple of games. But if we yeah, don't... that's the bit I heard at the end. What are you, I, I was going to say in summation. Oh, okay, fair enough. And uh, yeah, I do, and I did take your point. Like the, <clears throat> You don't know how the players are going to react. Norwich... I do wonder if they announced it before the Norwich game because, like, if anything's going to take the sting out of it, it'll be that game. You don't want to be announcing it before Chelsea and Arsenal. So you get a chance for the players yeah, to absorb maybe. it, have a game at Anfield, and then you sort of go, right, okay, it's all done with, we know where we are, and we move on. And I think that's basically what you're saying, Dave. But those are two very big games. Chelsea seem to be not, like, getting rounded into really good form, but, like, pulling out of the nosedive they were they were in 
and Arsenal away, I mean, that's going to be a tricky one and you just mm. don't know. You, you sort of hope that the season will run on pure emotion, but that's not really how you you can't win. A, you can win a football match like that, but you can't really win a full season of games doing that. You need to be able to be clear-headed in certain situations. So I don't, like, you know, if you're asking me, I, I, I really couldn't care less about anything but the league. If he went out winning the league, that would be sensational. Yeah. But that is that doesn't really happen that often. I know we all like to think it does, but it doesn't happen as often as you think. So yeah. I wouldn't be, I, I, I still stand by, this announcement changes nothing in terms of how I view the league, which is if you can win every game up until and including that Man City home game, then I think the league, you're probably going to win the league. You're almost, not probably, you will win the league. But you get, that's a that's a, a bit of a sprint you're gonna have to do, and then you can pace yourself towards the end of the season because you'll have enough breathing space. And if you beat it, if you're still ahead of City, and then you beat them to put a bigger space, I think that might be enough. I think if you've got to put your chips down one way or the other, I think I'd probably say that it does give us a little bit of an emotional boost. I think it rather than rather than short term or long term though, rather than sappers, I think it maybe does give us that that little jolt. Uh, maybe short term, not so much, but we've got tough games anyway coming up that mm. they're, they're always going to be competitive and you've got your focus on them as the running comes in I do feel like for the players for the coaching crew for the fans we I think it is something you can buy into and once we once we get a bit of emotional moment, momentum going we are I mean you look at the Rogers season we had no right to come anywhere near it really there but 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 the 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 emotion and the momentum got going with us and we all started to believe yeah, it was going to happen and, and it just sort of dragged itself forward in a way it never should do. I, mean, I know we had three incredible forwards there that were doing the business, but I do feel like this could be... If I had to go either way, I do I do fancy that it could be a little edge. It could be something, to, as we come on the run-in, all, we all understand what's what's at stake and um, and it could give us that little edge. I, th- I think with the Alonso thing... Like every, when you're talking about being asked questions in press conferences, everyone knows where it's where we stand. Though Liverpool know where we stand with Alonso. Alonso, by Leverkusen fans and the club, they know where they stand with Xabi Alonso. There's no way those fans are looking at him and thinking he's going to be there for six, seven years and build a dynasty. They know he's going to have a couple of good seasons and he's going to move on at some point when a big hitter comes in, when one of his old clubs comes in. Yeah. They, you know, if you ask them, put your life on it. Will he, will he manage Liverpool in the next five years? They're all probably going to think, yeah. He'll go Liverpool, or he'll go Real Madrid, or he'll go Bayern Munich. That's why he's got clauses in his contract. It's it's knowing where you are in the food chain, and I don't think Leverkusen will put too many barriers in the way because they've obviously he's got the clauses in there. Because you can't get salty about it because then the next Xabi Alonso will not come and manage you. It's like the thing when people talk about Spurs and how incredible their chairman is at getting value. People won't go to Spurs if Spurs won't let players move on to the next club in the food chain. Dortmund understand that, and that's why big hit. But that's why young players will go to Dortmund Brighton because they as know. Well, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, because they know mm. that in two or three years' time we'll let you go as long as we get a good valuation for you. Yeah. So you've got be, when you're in that, when you understand your place in the food chain, you have to be reasonable about what's going to happen the next step. Get as much money as you can out of it. Get as much value as you can out of it. But you have to understand that if you're a stepping stone, you understand that place you're at. Otherwise, you stop becoming a useful place to step. You know, you said mm. about the the emotion of the running, and you went mm. back to 2014. We've had that like basically any time we're we're in a title race, you've got <laughs> you've got that. But the one thing that you have to say about it is it it's always affected us positively, and even mm. with the titles that we didn't win, 
okay, you can go back to the 2014 one when you know we all know what happened against Chelsea. But in these seasons with when Klopp, when we've got like 97 points or whatever, and, and not won it, we we didn't like. I don't think we lost any games. Mm-hmm. If the reason we we didn't win it was because City just won like 15 games on the bounce, and you know we just we couldn't. We just it wasn't that we were dropping points and and like and blowing it. We kept winning. So yeah. we dealt with that in the right way. Like that emotion did help because we kept winning games. We got on a roll. We kept winning games, and the reason it wasn't enough was because City kept winning as well. So the emotion can definitely help us, but we've got to get through the next few weeks. And it, as Jill said, it comes up, up to that City game. If we can get past that game and still be ahead of them, then it's like the sprint to the line. That's when, like, I think the emotion will really kick in, and mm. it'll be like, you know, let's send Jürgen on, on his way with with like the title and the celebration is, he deserves. That game's likely to be March tenth, I think, which is Mother's Day. Mm. Um, so you'll be into you'll be if we if if what comes if what I've said comes to pass, then you'll be into that. You you know you you know exactly what I mean. You'll feel the you, you'll feel the evocative emotions of it, which is springtime. It's getting lighter. It's getting warmer. And the yeah. momentum builds, and and the games become massive. Every game at Anfield becomes massive, and the Coach crowd getting is up. Greeted before the yeah, because yeah. we haven't, we didn't really do that in the quadruple year very much, did we? Because it was still like when we tried, we we're going for the quadruple. It wasn't like a lot of coach greetings and stuff. But I think it will be. I just think that's you'll feel it if it's if it is in that if we are in that position if we're in that shape i think you'll you'll definitely feel it and then yes that's when probably the emotion of it all will yeah will maybe push it forward it's good Cl- whatever I mean, it'll be it'll be interesting yeah i mean Klopp's last home game against city that feels like that's supercharged isn't it if you know it's that, it's the manager's last home game against city this is the last feels time like it could be a buzzsaw for city we'll see yeah that, if, this is the yeah. this is the last time we're going to tango with them in this format so it, yeah it does feel like there are loads of little moments like that where it could just give you an extra little five yeah. percent and you hopefully you like to think even though we're a bit bit of a younger side now not as experienced hopefully the emotion doesn't get the better of us hopefully we don't play with too much emotion um and we can use that as a as a benefit especially I mean it's more about the crowd isn't it so I, I feel like in some of those moments the players will feed off the crowd so if we if we come in if we come into it with these big bare pit atmospheres usually the performance follows from that doesn't it and and the, the more times we can have that that hurricane that people talk about where you have 15 minutes 20 minutes where you just don't know where you are if we can have a couple of them on the running because of the added emotion yeah. that's got that's got to help us hasn't it yeah, definitely. Just thinking, you know, if if Klopp is actually serious about not managing again, I hope Paul Tierney's the ref in our last home game, because <laughs> <laughs> he can settle some scores there and not have to worry about consequences, <laughs> can he? <laughs> Super kick him on the way like out. Fucking power bomb uh, in the centre circle or something. <laughs> three very different fist bumps. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, a full time in front of the cop. <laughs> Also, want to state for the for the record for future reference that ten seconds of dead air that we had earlier on may well be my <laughs> planning for next preseason moment. I'm just I'm just putting it out there. <laughs> I don't know how much longer I can go on with this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
uh, I'm throwing that one on Jules. It was Jules' <laughs> turn to speak. I was, try- I was trying to help. I was trying to do some research while I wasn't speaking. No, it's both um, years. Oh, Chris is joining us now. He's, uh, he's, he's surfaced the, to the news. Obviously, there's a big time difference. So, um, yeah, Chris, <laughs> what was your reaction when you woke up? What? I woke up to the text message from, from you, Dave, that uh, said um, it's going to be a bit of a shock for you when you woke up. And another, like, a screenshot from my sister saying, what the fuck? So, you know, when you get the the, mess, the preview messages on your phone, you, you just know something, like, big has happened, right? That's yeah. <laughs> something that's going to be quite <laughs> difficult to compute. And sure enough, like, I just, it's, it's just, it's truly unbelievable, isn't it? I, like, I can't really... I'm yet to really get my head around the news. I haven't definitely haven't got my head around the news from like a football perspective or anything. My printer has decided to join the party there. That's nice of it. Um, it's all right. Jill's cats have got... caused mayhem on this one, so don't, don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> I know Clyde's lying on the floor looking at me like, I don't know what your fucking problem is. <laughs> yeah. We both ignored Dave for about 30 seconds as well while we yeah. were watching Xabi Alonso. Yeah, it was, it's, it's been chaos. Gosh, all right. We couldn't expect anything else, really. But I, I feel like I've already been through like most of the stages of grief already. Like I've, I've already started bargaining with the whole, well, maybe he can, can be convinced to come back in a year or two or something, or maybe he can be convinced to change his mind. Um, but mainly, it's I haven't really thought about it from a football perspective yet. I think where I'm at, it's just like... The world is just so unspeakably rotten at the moment. But for like eight years, we've had this one incredible man who we can all look up to and be proud of and think, this guy is ours and he represents us in a way that we would like to be represented. Yeah. And mm. I think we've all sort of dreaded this day. We knew, we knew it would come someday, but we thought that we had like years to prepare for it. But it, it feels just like that it's so much about so much more than football. And I think where I'm at at the moment is just what are we going to do without him? <laughs> like on on every single level imaginable, it's 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 something that's sort of not really comprehensible right now. Yeah, no, pretty much. Uh, it, it, you can't replace him. He's irreplaceable. We, we've obviously spoke about this for what an hour and a half now, something like that. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's just the um, it's just because it come out the blue. I mean, there was no. There was absolutely nothing to to suggest that this was in the pipeline, so I suppose that's a good thing in the sense that if they've known about it since November, at least you can see there's absolutely no leaks at the club, which again yeah. makes a mockery of all of this stuff now. Where oh yeah, no managers have been approached, they haven't decided what they're going to do yet. Like you wouldn't know even if they had. So stop pretending that you know. You'll ask them a question and they'll give you the answer that they want to give you, and that doesn't mean that that's the truth. So I'm not I'm not panicking in in the sense of what we're going to do next. Just got to assume that they know what they're doing, and you know time will tell. We just have to wait and see. But at least we've got another what are we in now? So we got like another four months or so of Jurgen. So just got to enjoy yeah. every second of it now. Uh, have you guys talked about when um, when do you think the players find out? It's apparently, today, apparently. Yeah, apparently they said today. So. Darwin's probably going to find out tomorrow when someone translated to him. Like, he'll have just been sat in a room and not know what was going on. So maybe we can just keep it from him until the end of the season and just let him do his thing. Oh, Diaz man. as well, because yeah. I don't think I don't think his English is is that much better than uh, than Darwin's. That's not what we keep Thiago around for. 
Yeah, I, what, what about Thiago as a shout for player manager? <laughs> He's cerebral. Like we were talking about that. No, it's on a serious note though. I do think like he will make a, a good manager one day, but obviously not now. Is there something else I can help with? What the fuck was that? <laughs> what's, what's going on? My computer's going fucking. <laughs> Oh, uh, you know You're what that is? Cats again? No, do you know what it <laughs> no, is? It's like it's, it's not me. It's, um, what? I'm, I'm not a techie person. What's like the little Apple ball thing, Chris? The speaker thing? What's it called? What? Oh, the home homepod. Yeah, it's, I must have said something that sounded like I'm not even going to say it because it'll set it off again. But S I R I. Hey Siri. All oh, right. <laughs> I've got headphones in. The, it can't hear you. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> but it was obviously something that I said. I just said it up. This has just been an absolute fucking totally out of control shit show, hasn't it? <laughs> Standard non I think it was alright until the cats knocked me off. Yeah, yeah, we were we were going well up until that moment and since then no. Uh, it's been an absolute This is, cloud this show. is our future. This is our future without you again. <laughs> From top to bottom oh, in this podcast. So, oh, Chris, I, like we obviously we've been talking about what the future looks like without without Jurgen. Most of us land on who the obvious candidate would be. Have you even started like processing it to that point yet? Because obviously you're behind us and sort of when you've learned the news or. Yeah, I think I I haven't really because um, like a lot of the the text messages I received this morning like were football related in terms of who do you think the next one's going to be? Are a lot of players going to want to leave now? And um, I think I'm not right at the stage yet to to admit that football is going to carry on. Like this feels <laughs> yeah. kind of it feels like terminal at the moment, sort of like Armageddon type situation. Um, but obviously it will, and obviously at some point we'll be where we always are and living and dying by every result. But I think you've you've probably got to it's probably got to be Alonso, hasn't it? He's you want somebody to at least have the continuity in terms of being someone who understands the club someone who the fans already love someone who we all know and respect um you'd probably want him to have like another year or so somewhere another another either another job or another year or so at Leverkusen before he takes this one but we're not going to have that luxury and if we want him he's going to be in demand at the end of this year anyway we we might as well just go out and make that deal now if we can is is that where you guys landed yeah we've all said that that it's a no-brainer yeah with chris saying there it's like um the bereavement sort of idea it's funny i've been getting messages from people who wouldn't usually send me messages about football so that they sort <laughs> yeah. of i think they they see like what a significant thing it is for liverpool fans are like sort of like i'm okay sort of messages yeah. um and I was sending, I was chatting to a mate who's a Blackburn Rovers fan. I was like going on about, uh, it's just, it's like really visceral that, that the best best we've ever had might might be gone. It might be, I might watch the club for another 40 years and it might never get this good. And I'm saying this to a Blackburn Rovers fan. I was like, yeah, <laughs> I'd probably say this to someone else, mate. <laughs> yeah, that, that was like me complaining to me barber about our summer business and he was in <laughs> <laughs> I know. Your best years might be behind you. Oh, no, terrible. <laughs> Um, They're like an administration or something, aren't they? Aren't they being pulled apart by asset strippers? <laughs> yeah, they're, oh, they're, they're a mess, yeah. I, I feel like some weird way that, like, I don't feel like Guardiola will renew his contract at City either now. 
I don't know why I feel like that because like football can be like quite symmetrical sometimes, mm. and now it wouldn't surprise me if 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 Guardiola decided to to, to move on after this. I don't, I don't I'm not saying like he thinks oh Jurgen's gone I'm gone, but I just feel like maybe he thinks Ugh, the motivation maybe. was going against yeah Guardiola. yeah maybe I don't know like but it it might be or it might be something completely unrelated and he just decides that he's leaving. At the end of his contract, he doesn't change. He doesn't renew his contract. It wouldn't surprise me. I mean, hopefully it'll make it easier. The Premier League will be open that because they're fucked if it's just, if like Liverpool can't get the shit together. Arsenal are probably as good as they're gonna get. United can't get their shit together. It's just gonna be Man City galloping off to like twenty point league titles all the time. Yep, every season. <sighs> it's not really the note we wanted to end on. <laughs> <laughs> I guess the I guess the no we want to end on is that is um and you guys probably covered this already, but it's just the next four months have to just be about like just go and fucking win everything. Yeah, yeah. We we said right. that. Just just go and The parade. That's yeah. the thing it's for the, me. The league title parade yeah. that he, he got he was denied. Mm. That that's like that's how it's got to end, surely. Yeah, we and can write you wouldn't bet against this group of players like no. Doing, do, going on that run now. Just how could there be any more motivation for them than that? You know, it should be unstoppable after after this news. Yeah, fingers crossed. Hopefully, everyone responds in the right way. Uh, we were saying before, Chris, this is when like they just both ignored me. But like I was saying, certain massive <laughs> week coming up because we obviously the FA Cup, which should be okay, and then you've, we've got Chelsea and Arsenal. I think those are two massive games. If we get through them. I think we'll start to really get some momentum. Mm. Mm-hmm. Would you yeah, say four agreed. points? No. Sorry, Dave, I wasn't I listening. What'd you say? Four points wouldn't be the end of the world, assuming you it's take it. three against Chelsea and then the draw at Arsenal. I wouldn't really be happy if it was the other way around. Another draw with Chelsea. I feel like, yeah. yeah, I'd feel like that's two points thrown away, whereas two points at Arsenal's not not throwing them away. What we've got going for us against Chelsea is a night game. Um, yeah. It's quite fucking late. with so a quarter past eight kick-off. A, fucking... um, yeah. a night it, game with it, all the emotion involved as well. Yeah. yeah. I think and... I'd take four. If you offered me four now, I think I'd take four. Either way around, whichever way it was. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm saying like, I, I, I think I, we should I, get six. I think we okay. need six. I, I want it. I don't think you can... Let's not forget who we're in a title race with. Yeah, you can't. You've yeah. got to take six. Up and you've got to go for it now. You've got to. You've got to, as I say, sprint till March and then sort of ease off a little bit, trying that the emotion carry you through after that. But you've got to. You've got to win everything. You've got to go and win everything till that game in March. I think you can't give them a sniff. You've yeah. got to make them think that it's a, It's not possible. That's how they give up. They don't give up from in front, but they do give up from behind. Yeah. And we've just beaten Arsenal without some key players as well at their place in the cup, so there's no reason why we shouldn't go there and beat them again. I think that's what we've got to be looking at. So I'd, I'd see four points as disappointing, but not not like catastrophic. But I think six points really sets us up for the rest of the season. Just get through these next two league games, maximum points, and then sprint to the line. I think yeah. six points is special. I think four points is good, and six points is six points is very much. We're on the we're on the road now. We're we're really starting sort of opening our legs. I think I just just to keep things ticking over, I'd probably take four. But yeah, I can see that we could get six. Could get less than four though. The problem is City's fixtures are piss easy. 
yeah. before we play them. As long as we're ahead of them, as long as our nose is ahead of them when we meet them, that's all I care about. Mm. Do you guys worry perhaps that the emotion might be a bit too much? Do you think? Are you sure we can channel it in like a positive way? I think so because we've. It's a different, nothing like this before. But title races are always emotional, aren't they? Like it's the way Anfield is, and you know, and I think everyone gets swept along with that. I think it's a positive rather than a negative. But we've not been through this particular situation before, so you know, who knows? But I like to think that it'll galvanise us rather than put us on a downer. Mm-hmm. We've got plenty of time to be talking about all of this because yeah. you know we're, <laughs> yeah. we're coming on after every game, so I'm sure it's going to change from week to week how we feel, but. We just needed to get something out here today, just um, immediate reaction to, to what's gone on. But Imagine yeah. he changes his mind at the three o'clock press conference <laughs> and it's another ghost pod. It will be another ghost pod. Fucking put it out anyway <laughs> after this effort. Uh, yeah. No, it, it'll be with the uh, with the Angels and the, and the Caicedo pod. <laughs> the de- I think that's officially the denial stage of grief, they call that, isn't it? It's yeah, like, yes, well, yeah. bar- that's bargaining, isn't it? He's going to change his mind. Well, before we, I just want to, to, to go with uh, Chris on this because obviously he wasn't on for earlier, but like we talked about, you know, he, he, Kenny regretted, you know, he quit and then he regretted and he, and he, he wanted to come back and Shankly the same. There is that sort of thing that once you've like made the decision, you make your peace with it. But then the longer it goes, and if we're successful, he might end up. He won't, I don't think he'll change. He won't change his mind, but he might end up going. Ah, shit. Maybe, maybe this wasn't the right decision. You never know, do you? No, you don't. I think with him, he's. Lording it over, Dave. The cat was like, "No, yeah. you never know." That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's that's Clay. Talk- sorry. <laughs> Talks more sense than anybody in that. Go on, Chris. Sorry, mate. Yeah. <laughs> um, gosh, what was? It? Oh, yeah. Uh, well, he. I think he. I think there will always be a part of him that, uh, part of his heart that belongs here. In. I, th- I, d- I don't know, Jules. Honestly, I don't. I. I think he's he's he has so much conviction, that I think if he was had any doubt whatsoever that it wasn't the right decision, he wouldn't have he wouldn't have made the decision. So I don't think there's. I don't think he's the type to 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 harbour that sort of regret. I think mm. he's a very much looking forward type of person. I wouldn't rule out maybe him coming back in the future if whatever happens doesn't work out. He feels rested and rejuvenated, and we say, "Come on, Jurgen, let's put the band back together." Yeah. But um, in terms of sort of immediate regret, I think he, he, his conviction is so strong that he will be fully um, fully on board with the decision he's made, with no doubts. That's actually. Do you remember we we mooted that, didn't we? Was that like was that the COVID season or was that like last season? We said that... give him a year off, recharge his yeah. batteries, and bring yeah. him back. Yeah, we yeah. did. Yeah. It might have been quite um, uh, quite accurate in the end. Then it was when he'd started to look really jaded yeah. and, and run down, and, we, and like there was the talk about is he going to sign a new contract? And it was like, look, if he want whatever he wants to do, if he wants if he needs a break, time away, let him have it. And yeah, who knows? It's like if it, if if he goes and it doesn't work out for us, and he's been away for a few months and he's bored and he wants to get back in, you you just don't know. I'd like to think that that makes the the transition a little bit easier for us if we've got that in the back of our minds that maybe there's like the safety net there that that could possibly happen. It almost certainly won't, but at least we can maybe console ourselves with that as as a, a possibility if things don't go well. 
But um, yeah, who knows how it's going to play out? But we've just got to, for now, just concentrate on the rest of the season and give him the send off he deserves. Which, as we keep saying, league title and a and a, a parade in front of a million people. That's what it, that's how it should end. That's the fitting way for it to end. Now it doesn't always end the way it should. Hopefully this time it will. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Right, we're going to wrap it up because we've been on for a while. So we all done. Anyone else got anything to say? No, I think we're yeah. done. Okay, well we'll be back after the Norwich game on Sunday. Um, it feels like a bit of a damp squib now that game, doesn't it? But uh, it was like <laughs> I was really looking forward to it, and now it's like oh fucking hell. But yeah, hopefully. Once the footy starts again, I'll get a nice win at the weekend and quadruple still on. And yeah, we'll just have to see how it goes. But thanks for listening and we'll catch you soon. Well, the best word I can say, but uh, we'll describe this was boom. <laughs> 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 Ooh, what was